G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Project Sports. My name is Corey and I'm joined by one of my best mates, Zach Rubb. How are you today, bro? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Fantastic. It's a Thursday night, a little bit different for us. We're usually here on a Tuesday. It is. It's, uh, we've left it a little bit late this week, but uh, it must be up to episode 10, I believe. Yeah, who would have thought we would get to 10 episodes with some people actually still listening to us? It's amazing. Big weekend of sport coming up and... As most people would know, uh, 20 days straight of AFL, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, and it started last night, didn't it? It did. And um, I was pretty, you know, I'm not a huge AFL person, but I was pretty pumped just to have some sport on uh, every evening for the next couple of weeks. So I guarantee, I'm pretty for it. I guarantee, however, my fiance and your girlfriend will not be very happy. No, probably won't see us a whole lot unless nope. they're out in the lounge room. We'll see you in 20 days, ladies. <laughs> Hope you have a good time. But uh, no, it's very good, uh, and that also means our golf competition is now in its 10th week, uh-huh. and you better give the list an update. I don't want to, I want to take too much away from you, I want you to have your time in the spotlight here, because you are one of my best mates, so go on, tell your story, I'm proud of you. Well, I finally did it, and I've, uh, I've called my way back from a 5-0 deficit, back to 5-5, five, five. so... Yeah, needless to say, I was, I was pretty chuffed on, on Friday afternoon, and I'm actually the first one of us to, to, to uh, go sub-50. Don't tell people that. They're supposed to think we're we good at golf. Since, since we started, so um, no, we're not, no, we're not great. There's no secrets there. Um, I've been telling people how good we are. But, no, we're getting better. Yeah. But, well, you are. I'm not. Anyway, first time around... Uh, since since the since we come back since the, oh yeah we've no, packed we, it before yeah don't oh just we've, we've gone under there before yeah. just so everyone knows that this is just our since uh, coming back from well I mean what I didn't play for about I don't know two years yeah until we started been, again so I've been close to two years as well so no been under that threshold uh, numerous times but uh, just obviously yeah getting back into it now and refining the swing a little bit that's it we're and back baby starting to find our groove but like yeah all. All props to you, it is back to five ball. And look, there's still another 42 weeks of the competition to go because a year has 52 weeks. We're 10 weeks down. Plenty of time for this one to play out. It's a long season ahead of us. Uh, however, the footy season's not that long. So um, we better get into the tipping and give the listeners an update of where we are with that. Uh, you've uh, managed to actually claw another one in front in the NRL this week. Yep. So you had... Uh, Almost a perfect round. What let you down this week? I don't want to say. Tell everyone. This makes me happy. It really hurt me, to be honest. I I didn't tip the Bulldogs. No. And the amount of times, you know, for 11 rounds, I think I've tipped the Bulldogs every week. So you've probably lost 10 tips on the Bulldogs so far. The first time you don't tip them, they win. Yeah. Maybe that's a secret. It hurt. However, just for the listeners out there, I had a sneaky uh, ten dollar bet on the doggies at nine dollars to win at one to six. Yeah, so I'm, up by six. I'm so. still not convinced. I think you might have accidentally put that in and meant to play something else. No, but no, no. Anyway, well, we'll let you have that. I one. had that nice little feeling before the game. So you've uh, you've gone up another one on the NRL. So you almost a perfect round for you. Seven out of eight. I was six out of eight. Yeah. And you now take a two uh, point lead in the NRL. Um, we were exactly the same in the AFL, so both six of nine. 
Um, I can't remember which three let me down. I think I took the Hawks. I took the Hawks. Yeah, so that, that's really starting to hurt me. Port Adelaide was um, obviously a, a weird one because I didn't expect Saints to win. Um, so I think a lot of people got stung there. And then um, I also took Tigers over Giants. I just thought they'd come out really hungry. And it was a good game, which we'll get into later, but uh, I lost one there. So that was my three. Yeah. Um, you would have been a madman not to take West Coast, obviously. So. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why everyone in the world should have went that. But that means uh, both six out of nine. I sit on 44 and you're on 41. So I've still got a one point lead over you over the whole competition but uh, three in the AFL and uh, two behind in NRL um, multi time this is where everyone gets super excited I'm keen for this one this week Project Cash is back Project, Project Cash is, is, has started it's, it's kicked oh, off yeah, so with uh, Melbourne Storm destroying the Broncos 46-8 to eight last week when uh, Project Cash had minus 19 and a half at a dollar 90 mm-hmm. and yeah, Storm cleared that with ease. ease. We should have went cruise control in the second half. So, uh, yeah, we're up and running and only $5 down overall. Yeah, so just for an update, if this is your first time listening in, Project Cash is where Zach and I uh, have a $50 bet uh, every single week. And basically our goal is to try and accrue as much money as we can by the end of the season. Uh, we're only, uh, this is the third week in currently. Yep. Uh, so I lost our 50 bucks in the first week and you've managed to claw us back to minus $5. Oof, only so, five behind. You know, we're, we're pretty well even at the moment. With our other multis we won last week, we're, we definitely are. Oh, 100%. But um, we're in Project Cash, we're currently down negative $5. And I guess it's my turn to uh, win us some more money this week. You're up, man. Uh, you're not too confident in me this week, are you? Oh, you've just... Throwing a curveball. Well, it's just meant to be a short thing, but you're throwing multis in here now. So anyway, it's your time to shine though, mate. It's your 50 bucks. It's your turn. Well, it's our 50 bucks. This is <laughs> this company's not very successful right now because we've lost yeah. $5 this financial year. But Well, that's your fault, so get it back for us. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, here's, uh, here's this week's prote- Project Cash uh, bet. Uh, I've gone completely left of usual here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the Lakers. So NBA starts off, is it tonight or tomorrow? Uh, it returns tomorrow. Tomorrow. T- tomorrow, yeah. yep. So we've got the Lakers versus the Clippers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've taken the Lakers for a win. Then I've also taken the Bulldogs at the line. So it's 16 and a half points. Minus 16.5. So as long... Oh, sorry. They'll get a 16.5 point head start. Yeah. Right. So as long as Bulldogs um, don't lose to the Eels by more than 16 points, we win that one. So Lakers, Bulldogs at the line, paying $2.94. And I'm going to bring us back that $5 we lost plus another $142. And you're going to be thanking me next week because we will be rolling in money. So that's $2.94 for the Lakers to win. Bulldogs at plus 16.5 on the line. What do you think of that? I, I don't mind it. I'm, I'm happy to get around it. I think Well, you're around it because it's on it. <laughs> well, we've got to be. It's your choice. But no, I think it's a solid bet. Um, the NBA, yeah. I suppose it's a little bit iffy tomorrow, but I think... As you just said before, it's the unknown because they haven't played in, in a little while. Yeah. Um, so... I guess we just don't know, but... I'm happy to risk it on the Lakers, but... 
Yeah, but like, I mean, come on, LeBron, if you're listening, Anthony Davis, what's up, mate? Come on, get it done for us. Thank you. All right, tell us your multi that you've got going on this week, mate. Well, my multi is a bit of a cross-code one, a little bit like... Uh, actually, sorry, it wasn't like last week. I had a cross-code one on Sunday that went down by one leg. But this week, I haven't taken any... I uh, haven't taken any margins. I just I got a weird feeling about this week. This again, it looks like a week where it's too. It looks easy. Yeah, it looks easy again. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna steer away from you know the thirteen pluses and all that sort of stuff, and I'm gonna go Tigers to beat the Warriors at a dollar eighteen. Um, if you if you're really feeling game, I mean, you probably could. Um, I'd I'd probably go one to twelve personally. I think the Warriors they're playing not too bad considering, but the Tigers just should be too good. Uh, Melbourne Storm to beat Newcastle Knights. Uh, we said this, we talked about this a little bit um, before the show tonight, and we talked about how uh, losing to the Bulldogs last week, the Knights would have copped an absolute revving at mm. training this week. They would have been smashed. So um, I expect them to come out and have a, a solid and a really uh, an improved performance. Um, I think, though, without, they're going to be missing Andrew McCulloch now and Connor Watson, who was the backup hooker to McCulloch. Who was also the backup hooker to their, to their first one, uh, to to um, Braley. So, they're now to their fourth string hooker, and I actually I haven't even checked the team as to who they've got in there, but I don't like the sound of that, and I just think Storm at home. Any any lesser team? Is it in Melbourne though? No, 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 no. So not 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 in Melbourne, but still at um home game at home game for them up here at the coast. They're, I mean they've settled in quite well yeah, up yeah. at the coast, yeah. so. I'm treating it as a home game. Probably any lesser team, you'd you'd be more worried about the Knights getting revved up from last week, but I don't think Storm are going to let that... No, I think they'll have an improved performance, but I think Storm will be too good. Mm. Uh, Brisbane Lions to beat Essendon. Lions are just going too well for me. And the injury list on the Bombers is getting a little bit out of control. It's really getting long. So, yeah, uh, $1.43 for Brisbane. West Coast to beat Geelong in Perth. West Coast coming off a huge win last week. Sports bet may as well pay that one out now, to be honest. Yeah, dollar thirty one. I think that's a bargain, really. Uh, St Kilda to beat Sydney at a dollar thirty nine. Saints have been a bit of a surprise for me. I don't really know how they're sitting in the top four, but they are. They keep winning, and I don't think Sydney are that great, so they should at least knock them off. And then to round us out, we've got Canberra Raiders to beat North Queensland uh, up in North Queensland. But I just think yeah, Raiders still. Too strong for, for me. Uh, so you can get that at $5.18. Or if you've got a power play like I do on Sportsbet, you can boost it to five seventy five. So that's Best where my money will be for this weekend. Awesome. Um, well, I've been a little bit less adventurous across the codes for my uh, multi this week. I've just gone the lines um, against the Bombers. So I've got a same game multi happening there. I need a few things to happen though. I really like this bet with Cam Rain and a kick a goal in it because he always seems to sneak up and kick a goal when I need him to. Um, and then Charlie Cameron seems to do the work when I don't need him to, so it's really good. But uh, Lions need to win, first of all. From the Bombers, I need Darcy Parrish and Michael Hurley to both get 15 touches. And I'm really thinking this will be a... A really not a safe one, but I'm thinking Hurley is going to get his hands on the footy because Lions will definitely have the ball inside their forward fifty, yeah. and they're notoriously kick a lot of points. And Hurley will take possibly half the kickouts. So if they have you know say twelve points 
he'll get at least six touches there yeah. just in kickouts, which would be pretty good. Um, and then from the lines, I've got Zach Bailey and Hugh McCluggage, both for 15 as well. Some pretty good odds there. And then Cam Rayner for a goal. So four different players for 15. Lines for a win. Rayner, Pateka, big hanger. Come down, kick a goal. Be good. The only, the only thing that I, I don't like about that multi is Ooh. that you don't have Charlie Cameron for two goals. Well, he's my boy, and Charlie's going to score two. I believe, he's going to be doing baby shark. He's going to rev the engine. He's going to do a lot. I'm not saying he won't, but, mate, he pays like a dollar and five cents to kick two <laughs> goals. So it's, I just, it's a sure thing. I know. I just not even, it's not even worth me risking it in this multi. Um, so that's why I've gone Rainer. Rainer pays $1.83 to kick one, and I just think this is, this is it. He's going to make me a good bit of money here. So $7.40. I've got a power play on it too. Um, so those things to happen, $7.40. I'm pretty keen for it. We should mention as well, if you are um, punning with Sportsbet, uh, over the next 20 days of AFL, every game they've got same-game multis, three-plus legs. Uh, if one fails, you get your money back in a bonus bet. So, yeah. And not, Sportsbet not haven't always... even paid us $1, so that. No, they haven't. No, I just, you know, got to let the punters know about mm. getting but money back if you can. I'm quite confident that the CEO of sportsbet.com.au is probably listening to us right now. So, look, mate, I would get around us and give us a few bonus bets in uh, CJUU93's account. Well, they probably wouldn't like us because we give out too many winners. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be banned soon. We'll be blocked. Alrighty. Well, that's enough uh, of us wasting our money or potentially wasting our money. Let's uh, get into the week that was and the week that's coming for... NRL and AFL. Do you want to kick us off, mate? Yeah, so I'm uh, going to take a look at one of the games that I thought would, would be a really solid game and potentially one of the games of the round last week, uh, a week ago now, Eels versus the Tigers. Now, the Eels, they started pretty slow again, which is it's two weeks in a row that they started slow. Now, they were able to call back on this one and they end up winning pretty convincingly, 26-16. I think Tigers scored in the last five minutes to, you know, to get to that 16 points. So... But originally, the Tigers out fast, and they got they got up by they scored two tries early, and the Eels they just yeah they took a while to get into gear again, and it's if they do it again this week, it's starting to become maybe a little bit of a worrying trend if you're an Eels supporter. I still think obviously they're a great team, but if you do that against the likes of a Storm or a Roosters, they won't let you back um, in the game. They're not going to let you back into the game. It's it's just going to be too hard to come back from. So. That's something a little bit of concern for the, for the eels there, um, but I just want to I wanted to point out in this game, uh, Mike Sebo he's scored another two tries in this game he's he's top of the try scoring list, but poor old Blake Ferguson on the right wing prolific try scorer, he's dead set catching a cold out there, he hasn't scored a try all year, and he's had two disallowed. And I just want to run you back through that so before the the COVID breakdown he potentially well. We thought he'd scored the first try of the year. Uh, they, they opened the, the game, uh, the round against Bulldogs in round one. Ferguson scored in, I think, the first 10 minutes. He did a backflip and everything. Looked super cool. It was exciting. And it actually got called back for a no try. I think there was a knock-on in the lead-up or something, or he stepped out um, slightly. Anyway, so since that point, he hadn't even had like another chance to score a try. Fast forward to last week, round 11. He scores... 
he he gets it in. It's one of the most athletic movements I've this ever is the, seen. Between the legs. He's dead set. Yeah. He's he's jumped, you know, a meter half in the air. Somehow he's got his hand with the football down on the ground inside the touchline before his feet get down on the ground. Um, absolutely amazing. Unfortunately for Fergo though, um, one of his spud teammates knocked it on in the lead up and it was a no try. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. so, this absolutely amazing effort and Fergo still hasn't scored a try for the year. So I just wow. wanted to bring I, that up because I did not realise that. Because I I think you showed me that try and I just thought it was awesome. And I was getting ready for you to tell me that was what was going to break his drought, but I didn't realise it didn't get allowed. No, oh. no, it's disallowed. So poor old Fergo's still sitting on... He's, he's sitting on a nudie at the moment. Poor bloke. Uh, still on the nudie, so Tiger. poor old Fergo. Uh, we'll skip quickly through the Sea Eagles. Uh, they they beat the Cowboys in what was my the first leg of my multi last week, 1-12. to Not going to take a whole lot out of this game. I think it's a good builder for... Um, Manly, particularly heading into this week. I think um, uh, their match this week against the Panthers is going to be one of the matches of the round, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but they just they did their job well. Cade Cust, uh, has, who's filling in at 5'8 for Dylan Walker at the moment, he's sort of uh, he made that spot his own uh, last Friday night. Uh, he scored a try himself, set up a couple. So Manly, a uh, bit of a, a dark horse at the moment. Moving into, I think they're sitting eighth at the moment. They've got a few teams breathing down their neck. Obviously, still injuries to Tom Travojevic and Dylan Walker. But they're still winning games. And if they get those boys back at the end of the year, they they still could be a force to reckon with. And at home this week coming. so They are back at home this week coming. So You talked me out of taking the Panthers in Project Cash earlier. I, yeah, so. I'll talk about it a little later on. But, I, you know, Panthers, I think, will still win. They're my tip, but... You just don't want to risk it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to risk it on that. Mm-hmm. Um, risk on the Bulldogs, eh? I'm like, geez. Yeah. Broncos storm. There's not a whole lot to talk about, is there? Well, except to eight. that some in the, of the teams in AFL didn't score that many points, mm. which is not sad. good. Yeah, Very sad. But uh, yeah, the poor old Broncos, look, there's, there's a lot of talk during the week about how their effort in the first half was was much better and all this sort of stuff, and... Yeah, you know, I'm all for taking positives, but gee whiz, they still got blown out forty six to eight. You can't mm. take you know too much positive out of that. Yeah, they competed well in the first half, but you got it's an eighty minute game. You can't turn up for forty minutes and then knock off. Like, mm. You're not going to get two points doing that. So, um, yeah, poor old Broncos, but they get a few players back this week. Mm, I'll still take the Sharks though. Mm. Mm. Um, really surprising game. Roosters and Warriors. Roosters only beat the Warriors by eight points, mm. and probably knocked a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of multis out with who who would have had the Roosters at thirteen plus probably around a dollar forty, thinking yeah. that's absolute um, bargain. Yep. But mm, they never got the trockies, and that was one of the reasons why we did leave it out. Just that, that thirteen plus was probably a little bit too risky for just how the Warriors are going. They're not going. Like they're not doing anything great, but they're just being gritty at the moment. And they're not getting they're just not getting thirty, forty points scored against them every single week, are they? So. Well well they've over the last couple of weeks, yeah, they've they've limited that and they've mm. they're playing much better. So they're being gritty. Sharks, dragons, I think I flagged this one as a as another uh, highlight of the week and boy wasn't it? Twenty eight twenty four to the Sharkies. But if you're a Dragons fan 
you're dirty on this game. I tipped the um, Dragons, actually. You were really dirty because, I don't know if you saw it, but the, the try that the Sharks first scored was a little grubber into the in goal. And uh, the, I think it was, who was it? Um, Jack, uh, sorry, Williams, the fullback, has put the ball down. Um, or sorry, second back row. Um, he's put the ball down. And as he's done that, Matt Dufty, the fullback from the Dragons, actually placed his hand on the ball first. It went to the bunker, and it was clear to absolutely everybody except for the two guys sitting in the bunker that had to press the button that Dufty got there first. It should have been a line dropout. They've come back with a try. Um, and at the end of the day, the the Dragons lost by four points. So huge call, really, in the grand scheme of things. Now... That happened in the first 10 minutes. So there's still plenty of time to... Was there something around this where the, the guys in the bunker lost their job or something? Was... They got sacked for the next day, yeah. Yeah, oh, just um, for the next day. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's a punishment, but... Yeah. So it's like, what are we... Yeah. The like, technology is so good this. right now, you could have, like, potentially a robot. Well... You know, with some kind of artificial intelligence at the calls, really. It's pretty clear to see that, like, another bloke's put his hand on the ball. Yeah. So... Unless yeah. you're like... I probably just, feel... Yeah, as I said, if you're a Dragon supporter, you're feeling hard done by because mm. um, especially when at the start of the year you couldn't buy a win. Mm. You've, you've got a couple now and yeah, that hurts. But anyway, that's footy. Yep. Moving on. Uh, Raiders and the Rabbits. 18-12 to the Raiders in... What was it? It wasn't a spectacular game by any means, but we did... Again, we flagged this one as a very important game for both teams. We said that it could, you know, obviously... Um, it's, it's going to keep the Raiders in the top eight, but for the Rabbits, it was huge. They needed to get a win against, you know, a top eight side, mm. and they just failed again. Because what's that put oh, them now? They must be 10th or 11th? Well, they're sitting outside the eight. They're 10th um, on 10 points. So they're only two points outside the eight. But, you know, they're just not looking great at the moment, and that's probably a worry if you are... Rabbitoh supporter. They've just like they've lost to all those top teams so far. They just haven't. Yeah, they haven't been able to knock anyone off that's above them essentially, mm. um, which is a little bit concerning. But anyway, one one of the the things that I got out of the press conference though was um, Wayne Bennett. He's just the master of diverting the attention, isn't he? Like his teams just they've lost again. They didn't really like they didn't play great um, at all. Not that the Raiders did either, to be fair. They they scored a few tries off, off some ricochets and whatnot, but well-deserved win, nonetheless. But uh, Wayne Bennett gets into the press conference. There's a light flickering in the top left-hand corner. He sits down. He stares at this light, stares at the, the room, and then goes, can we get that turned off? And then it's just dead silence for about 30 seconds. No one's game enough to say anything. Anyway, someone asks a question, he just keeps looking up at this flickering eye. <laughs> he's just got the shit. So he's just diverting the attention completely. Like, And uh, he, he's answering the questions. As he's answering, he's just looking up at this light, uh, <laughs> doing his thing. It was, it was fantastic to watch, but the, the journos just fall into his little trap here. And I think they, they asked one question about the game. And his response was, well, you watch the game, you tell me. <laughs> and no one had any response to that. And then all of a sudden we, were, we sat there and, and we we're talking about how there's no um, Q Cup competitions and lower grade competitions to keep players fit and whatnot. And then he went on a, you know, a bit of a, a spiel about how he had ideas around that 
and whatnot. And really, all it was is classic Wayne Bennett. He diverted the attention completely away from his team and his team's performance. He protected them from, you know, another loss. And no one's talking about Seattle losing this week because the master mm. did his thing in the press conference and you all, know, from a, all for an electrical fault. Yeah, oh, who knows? There probably wasn't even anything wrong with the light. He probably rigged it himself. He probably had a clicker. And okay. was... Everyone was probably looking out there going, what's he looking at? <laughs> Bit of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, Sunday, the Doggies. Oh, this would be a good story. They got a tough, gritty win over the Knights. As I said before, it was, it was pouring down rain. And I just thought that the Knights, obviously, they have a lot of attacking flair with their outside backs. Yes, they've got some really great forwards. But I think where they were going to beat the Bulldogs is by being able to spin the ball out wide, get to the, the, the Bulldogs' edge where they're weak, and put points on in the wet weather. That just didn't happen. And it was just a, it was just a grind through the middle. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a great game to watch. It wasn't ex- particularly exciting if you weren't a Bulldogs fan, hoping that you just get your second win for the year. Um, but Doggies, mm, gritty win. They actually got out to an 18-0 lead. And I was super nervous. I just thought the whole whole second half after we got to 18 points, I was like, I just had flashbacks of the week before where we dropped points against um, the Dragons for doing the same thing. And I was scared. They scored a try. I got nervous. They scored a second try. I was even more nervous. And then uh, we, we held them out, thank goodness, because we were under the pump for that whole like, last 20 minutes. And to round us off, the Panthers, they beat the Titans, not convincingly. This is a game where, you know, I read a lot of stuff in, on Facebook and whatnot and, and people obviously bag a team when they lose. But I think this was a classic case of, I don't think the Titans did a whole lot wrong. You look at their completions, they completed at 85, 82, 85%, something like that, which is exactly what the Panthers completed at. Uh, the, probably the difference was some post-contact meters in the forwards. So they just got a little bit more out-muscled in the forwards. Um, and they just, they, honestly, they just lost to a better team. They didn't play particularly bad. They just lost to a better team on the night. and Probably um, similar to the Warriors. They're hanging in there. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just hanging in there. Don't have that extra flair to finish off games and win games. That's it. And just lacking a little bit in the middle, which leads us, I want to talk about this, to the signing for next year. David Fafita, uh, a reported, was it, 1.2 million... Uh, he's heading to the to the Gold Coast Titans next year, and along with uh, the young F- Melbourne Storm front rower Tino, they're gonna they're gonna have some size next year, mm. and if they can they can recruit just a little bit more, I'm not saying the Titans are gonna be you know um, competition favourites or they're gonna be winning a grand final next year, but it puts when you look at those post contact meters that I talked about before they. Um, they got out muscled by the uh, where is it the Panthers here post contact meters six hundred and ten to four twenty not a, not a whole lot but that's the amount of meters that someone's running after or whilst being tackled um, the Titans it's still just didn't have that, that still yeah 20%, though. the Titans just didn't have that drive they get someone like David Fafita and Tino who are just gonna they're just big monsters hard to tackle that's gonna get them on the front foot and I think Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty's combination is just gonna get better out of that and if if those two can continue just to improve even uh, they don't have to set the world on fire at the moment but if they can just keep improving um, and gel together then this Titans team you know they could be sniffing around the top eight in the next couple of years and and I think that's 
that's just what you know any fan wants is to be sniffing around mm. final split. Yeah, I'd love to see someone other than Melbourne Storm be out there in Roosters. Yep, <laughs> be good. Um, what do we got? Round twelve this week. So, my match of the round is the Seagulls and the Panthers, and I'm gonna read out some some stats here. So. This is between the two halfbacks, Nathan Cleary and Daly Cherry Evans. So Nathan Cleary so far this year, four try assists, three tries, ten forced dropouts, and versing Daly Cherry Evans, who so far everyone's talking about how well Nathan Cleary's going. But Daly Cherry Evans, very similar stats. Uh, five try assists, four tries himself, seven forced dropouts. Both the key playmakers for their team. Like, you know, if if those one of those two players have an off night. The rest of the team has an off night. That's how influential they are at the moment. So I think Manly back at Brookvale, their fortress. Panthers are coming in red hot. I expect, I hope the Panthers win because I've tipped them, but I don't think it's going to be an easy job. And you'd never underestimate a Des Hasler coach team. They love being, he loves being an underdog. Uh, he loves, uh, he just loves having that tag and that siege mentality. And heading back to Brookvale, I think Panthers, they could be in for a shock. And I'll just say this, uh, if they if the Panthers start slow, like the Eels started slow against the Eels two weeks ago, uh, sorry, the Eels uh, against Manly two weeks ago, then Manly can put some points on early and they'll just grind you down and they, you know, they'll, they'll beat the Panthers. So, yeah, tough tough game coming up. And I don't think it's as easy as everyone thinks it is just by looking at it on the surface. So mm. that's, what it, uh, that's my game in the round. And, well, just to finish up today... I just wanted to have a look. We're probably we're around that halfway point of the season, which is uh, pretty cool already. I just wanted to look at who I think is the the top five most influential players for their club this year, and and just a few key reasons why. And at number five, I'm going to put in Clint Gutherson. Now, he's obviously the, he's the fullback for for the Eels. Now, when Mitchell Moses went down with um, his injury a couple of weeks ago, they sort of didn't really have probably too much stability in the halves. But the way that Clint Gutherson just stood up and took control of the team as fullback and, and was just a real leader of the team was fantastic. And his stats don't lie. He's got 11 uh, try assists for the year, which is second in the competition. And he has the most run meters in the whole comp. So he run, he's run for 2,266 uh, uh, meters. So top of the charts there. He just gives his all every game. He just 100%. It doesn't take a backwards step. So Clint Gutherson is my number five. I've got Cameron Smith at number four. Again, how can you leave Smith out of the top five of anything? Uh, he, you know, he probably could be higher. I'm just going for later on. I've just got a few other blokes that I think are just this year been, been a little bit more influential for their team. But Cameron Smith... He's probably been top five for oh, 27 years. 100%. Like, honestly, that one of the th- key things that stuck out for me uh, against the Broncos last weekend is there was a drop ball and... Cameron Smith from dummy half, he's run around, picked the ball up on the sideline, and it just seems like he's got an age of time. He looked outside, he actually had time. He started, he pointed to his winger to run to the corner, which then got the whole Broncos defence thinking he's going to give it to Vunavalo on the outside. He's pointing, pointing, and then just straightens up and gives a little inside ball to the big back row of Tino, and he goes over for a try. And just the way that he summed up that situation, and it was almost like it was in slow-mo. The Broncos were... Like holding back, like they couldn't tackle Smith just because he just had options everywhere and had all the time in the world. So, 
He's my number four. Uh, he's also got nine try assists for the year, so he's inside the top five. Uh, Luke Keary is my number three. He currently has 11 try assists for the Roosters, and he's just really come into his own as a leader of the team. He's obviously played second fiddle before to Mitchell Pearce and then Cooper Cronk as he's uh, probably learned his trade. And now he's, he's been the tradesman and he's showing Kyle Flanagan the ropes. And the way that he's leading the team around the park, the way he straightens up the plays, is just creating opportunities everywhere. And he's, he's the real organiser there at the moment. And the Roosters, obviously going great guns, sitting in fifth position and looking for three in a row. With Luke Keary fit, there's every chance that they could do that, yeah. for sure. Number two is Sean Johnson from the Sharks. Now, this is probably, most people probably think, oh, Sean Johnson, he had a bit of a quiet start to the year. However, Sean Johnson tops the uh, tri-assist list with 16. Uh, he's one of the reasons that uh, Sione Katoa, uh, his right winger, is sitting inside the, uh, the top five for tri-scorers this year. Because he keeps putting, he keeps doing all the work and setting him up for the easiest tries of his life. My grandma could score those. Um, seriously, he's going to put the ball down and like catch it. The so, listeners might be interested to know your grandma has better ankle flexibility than you. Yeah, she probably does. Today, so. <laughs> um, but so Sean Johnson, sixteen try assists, um, and it, they've the Sharks have now won four of their last five. I think they are flying under the the radar. They're back in the top eight. And if they're, if they're going to continue it for finals footy, Sean Johnson is definitely going to be the key there. And a big week for him this week against the Broncos without Chad Townsend. I think the Sharks could be vulnerable, but if Sean Johnson steps up the way he has been, I think unlucky Broncos is going to be another loss. Who, who will be the ins for Broncos this week? Uh, so uh, Jake Turpin's back. And Corey Oates. Isaac Luke's back in. I don't think Oates is, no. but Just um, waiting on a new leg. Yeah, so um, well, Brody Croft's injured, and so Dearden and Milford's going from fullback back to the halves now, and they're putting Darius Boyd back at fullback, which mm. arguably is his best decision. He hasn't been playing the best footy of his life, but yeah, it might just be the thing that ne- he needs to spark him up is just a positional switch, and you know, maybe mm. just by being back there, he'll enjoy it and have a red-hot crack. Um, there's just too much doubt around that for me at the moment, though, so I can't, excuse me, I can't tip the Broncos with any confidence whatsoever. I just think there's got to be a point in time where they do flip the switch and something kicks into a bit of gear. I kind of secretly hope it's not this week while Croft is out because I'd really like to see him succeed. Yeah, well, um, yeah, the, 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 the trouble is there because you've got so many keyboard warriors now, if the Broncos win this week, uh, you know, there's already been a lot of talk yeah. about uh, a lot of pressure on Brody. And yeah, if they win without him, it's kind of like you know you just you can just see yeah. the the keyboard warriors now, can't you? Uh, it's just it's not fair on him. He's walked into that club and you know he, he didn't do anything. So well, every other week there's been what oh. seven, 16 other blokes on the field. So oh, hundred percent. It's just like any team that's losing, mate. They just look for the highest paid player or they hit the half back, and it's like, well, what can like what can a Brody Croft do if his forwards don't even know who's going to be taking the next hit up or? Yeah. You know, and I know it's his job to, to obviously help organise that, but he can't he can't do everything. Can't do everything. Um, and you know, someone's got to take some accountability in the forwards and just step up. So until that happens, yeah, Broncos are going to be struggling. Mm. Just as the you know, just as like the Titans probably previously have been, just as the Bulldogs have been, um, as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Who's number one, mate? My number one, honestly, he's quickly becoming one of my favourite players and. Uh, it, it hurts because I think he's going to be fantastic and he's a New South Wales player. 
But oh. Nathan Cleary is just... I just love watching him play. He is just... You know, he's so young still. Uh, he, he's... Actually, he's only got four tries this, this year. So when you compare him to the rest of the list, it's kind of like, well, he's not doing a whole lot, is he? But it's not what he does um, particularly with the ball in that sense. But his just organisation and his game management is just being next level this year. You talk about Cam Smith um, you know, managing a game. Now, I'm not saying for a second that Nathan Cleary is Cam Smith because Nathan Cleary's got to do a lot before he has, you know, even is in, put in the same sentence there. But... The way that he's controlling games, kicking the ball into touch when they need a rest, um, getting his players around the park, uh, his, even his leadership in terms of um, putting his body on the line in defence has been fantastic. And it's just, I think it's all coming together. He's obviously worked really hard on it. And yeah, looking fantastic. He's also sort of three tries himself and 10 forced um, dropouts. So he's just piling the pressure on teams. Mm. And that's what he's doing. He's, he's putting other teams under pressure and by steering his own team around the park and taking control of it, um, he has his ball, hands on the ball, you know, three, four times in a set of six. And that's exactly what you want from your half. And he's, he's going great guns. So I also haven't seen Cam Smith put out a TikTok video yet. No. So how could he be number one? No, no. It's like that's a requirement for your list. I think so, yeah. Mate, that's it for me for NRL. Apologies for being a little bit long there tonight, but I uh, just wanted to get through that top five at about the halfway point of the year. Good. No, it's a great list, and I think you've um, you've probably nailed what a lot of people are seeing as well. We won't go straight into our AFLs. I want to sort of do a bit of a bridge here. Um, there's a bit of talk, obviously, with Sonny Bill Williams coming back to the NRL, and uh, we've already talked about this at work, and we have both sort of said we don't really care too much where he actually goes. Looks like he's probably going to go to the Roosters, is that right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, who cares? Like, what do you need? Roosters, another big forward. Good on you. What I really want to know about, something Bill Williams has committed to a fight with Barry Hall. Mm-hmm. Big, bad Barry. Mm-hmm. Ex-Western uh, Bulldogs and Sydney Swans player. Who's going to win that fight? Oh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'll, I'll stick on Sonny's side just for the NRL factor. Wow. Even so, though he did the dirty on the Bulldogs. Yeah, he did the dirty on the Bulldogs. Pissed me off. But you actually said off camera before that you would personally fight Sonny Bill Williams. I didn't say that, no. Yeah. So Sonny, <laughs> while you're listening... Well, is actually, that... well actually, if, if I'm going to get paid like a million bucks to step in a ring with him <laughs> to get locked out, give me the million. I'll be in there that, that quick. Okay. Honestly, well, I tell, if anyone's listening who's a fight promoter... If you pay us half a million dollars, Zach and I will get in the ring with Sonny Williams together and we'll fight him. <laughs> and let him knock us out. <laughs> well, I've, I don't think I've ever been like completely knocked out before. Well, um, this will be the first time. <laughs> half a million bucks, I'll give it a go. Um, and uh, the other thing, like, you'll love this. This is a bit of... I would, it's not fake news, but just a clever ploy on news uh-huh. reporters... Using a, a title what have of, they a, done of now? a story what have they um, done? to G people up. Yeah. I've seen sacked NRL player kicks 13 goals in AFL game. Mm-hmm. So Ben Barber, I think mm-hmm. he used to play for, correct me if I'm wrong, Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. He also played for a bit for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Cows. I want to say Cowboys. Okay. Anyway, t- 2012 Dalian Winder, so mm. ex, you know, best um, 
you know, VP for, uh, you know, um, 2012 in the, the NRL. Yeah. He's obviously been sacked. He's had his troubles. But he's now playing uh, at Mackay, Eastern Mackay Swans uh, up in the Mackay Football League. So this is a local football league. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about the AFL here. He's not playing for the Sydney Swans. <laughs> and he's, had a, he's, he's playing up forward. He's kicked 13 goals in his first two games. Um, I don't know why we need to do a story on this. He's just probably a bloke who loves sport who's out playing a bit of footy. Yeah. Um, but that to put it, the big thing about it, exact NRL <laughs> superstar kicks 13 goals in the AFL. And I just had to laugh. I thought you'd love it. Yeah. And what that was over three games, was it? Two, it was two games. So he has. Oh, okay. He's done a, obviously a number on a couple of teams and he's kicked yeah. six goals and seven goals. When you see 13, though, you think, holy crap, this place he's kicked 13 goals in a yeah. game. <laughs> the funny thing is they've put in this report that like, yeah, Ben Barber, key forward, 174 centimetre key forward for the East, East Mackay Swans. <laughs> it's like, I, uh, most of the midfielders are like six foot three in uh, in AFL now. So he's like the shortest bloke to, yeah. um, on an AFL field if he was playing. Anyway, I just thought you'd find that funny. So not yeah, bagging Ben Barber at all. I'm actually having a dig at the... The Classic journo. Why don't you just say, ex-NRL player, having a crack at AFL and doing okay. You know, I'd read that. Clearly I read this other story. I don't even think there was a need for a report. Who cares? Eamon Tin or whatever his name was. Anyway, Gabo. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a look at um, round eight. What are you laughing at? Nothing. All right, round eight. Suns versus the Doggies. Now... I just want to highlight some how close some of these games were and then how big of a blowout some of the games were mm-hmm. too. So, um, like, we'll just quickly take you through the the margins. 5, 12, 7, 7, 29, 3, 66. We all know who did, did that number. We know. 4 and 32. So we had sort of six games within sort of 10 points. Yeah. A couple of 30s, which is, you know, fairly normal to see that. And obviously a 66, but um, some really close games this week, which was a surprise because I did expect them to be a lot different. Suns versus the Dogs, though. Um, oh, the Dogs got up. It was a gritty game. Um, probably both teams didn't play like, um, you know, top four contenders, but it sort of get, has given the Dogs still a chance to, to make the eight. Unfortunately, it means the Suns have sort of dropped back into sort of 10-11th. Um, but if they can get a win this week and they've got... Um, Upcoming this week, they've got the Giants. So it's going to be a tough, tough for them this week. Yeah. Um, but uh, that could sort of mean that uh, they jump up a bit. Um, Giants versus the Tigers was a great game. Um, Giants did take the cake in the end. Um, I tipped the Tigers. I thought they'd come out fine. They didn't come out all guns blazing, but it was a good game. Well, um, little Toby Green kicked five, didn't he? He did. Like, um, you know... And but a lot of work was done from the other forwards as well and midfielders obviously yeah of course put him in that position, um and that wasn't because Richmond did anything really wrong that was just outclassed by Giants are just a phenomenal um yeah skilled team yeah um they just use the ball so well yeah and they convert from they're actually one of the lowest inside fifty teams in the competition that have the highest conversion rate so. Um, for inside 50s, if you remember from last week, is how many times the ball goes inside the attacking 50. Um, so they've got one of the lowest of that, but also the highest conversion. So that means they score 
a lot of goals um, from less inside 50s. Yeah. What was the margin in that one? 12. 12. So Two goals. That was, again, that, that's probably one of those games that I sort of spoke about before where, like, Richmond probably didn't do a whole lot wrong. And there's not, you know, I think, on, especially on social media between fans, if you looked at Richmond's uh, page afterwards, they were probably bagging the team mm. and how they played and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, who knows? Someone probably tried to bag Dusty because he got... Uh, only yeah, got 25, 25 disposals <laughs> instead of 40 um, and he only kicked one guy instead of three but it's just one of those cases where you just get beat by a better team sometimes yeah, sometimes yep. you just have to accept that the, you know on the night you got beat by a, by a better team you're still a quality team obviously Tigers proved that last night they come out and, oh, yeah. and well, dusted we'll, the, the dogs they so. have yeah and we'll talk about yeah. Dusty individually um, soon but you're exactly right you know Toby Green misses one of those goals so he gets four goals, one instead of five goals. And then Dusty kicks, you know, instead of t- one goal, one, he kicks two goals. Um, it's an even match. Yeah, All of a sudden, it's... Different ball game. Yeah, it, it's, you know, right down to the, the last second. So um, it only would have taken two things to happen, like two small plays in a game of a thousand moments. Yeah. And that happened. So um, Roos versus Blues was the next game, and Carlton got up. You all... Well, we'd say your second team, but I've, you obviously love them. Um, I, I think don't love just, them. I'm just riding them now because you, you, yeah. you said that they wouldn't make the eight, so I'm just riding them home to get to the eight. I'm going to kick, okay. boys, kick. They're not going to make the eight. But <laughs> get in there. I'm, I'm glad they're doing well. They'll probably make the eight next year. I'll, I'll say that now. But um, <laughs> but uh, they didn't really do much justice for themselves because they beat the Kangaroos by seven points. Mm. And look, the Kangaroos at the moment are just shocking. Um I'm not really keen on the Crows and the Roos game this week. I think it's going to be, you know, could be a good game um, for the Crows. I think uh, I'd be confident in saying the Crows might win that game. But um, come on, 17th versus 18th, it's not going to be a great game. Um, moving on, though, Swans versus the Hawks. Poor Wayne Carlish, if you're listening. Dragons went down and the Hawks went down. He would be spewing. I spoke to him this morning. He's in high spirits, though. Good on he, yeah. um, he, he said, always back your team. And yeah. you know what? If, he, yeah. if he told me that, and we'd had that conversation last week, probably would have got a full round. So yeah, yeah. As I would have taken yeah. my team. But anyway, yeah. thanks anyway. for that, Wayne. I'll take, take the dogs this week, and I'll, I'll lose another tip. Yeah. Swans, um, Swans were quite good in the end. I mean, you have Saints in your multi, and you said you think they'll dust the, the Swans. And look, Saints did play very well against Port Adelaide. I'll, I'll give you that, but... I don't. I'm not going to put that down as like a safe bet either. I think uh, Swans definitely um, with a few players. They got Reed back as well. Um, Buddy's now back traveling with the team. If he's in, I don't think he's being named. Yeah. But if he's in, mate, you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah. Well. Anyway, um, Port versus the Saints. I didn't have this as a game in the round, but um, Saints did a number on Port in the end. They ruined our multis. That's for sure. Not mine. You didn't have Port in your multi. I, I, I probably did on like, yeah. a little one, but not, not the ones that I tipped. So. No, well, look, I mean, I thought this was a bit of, bit troubling for Port Adelaide. Um, I suppose they've, they've gone down... Who did they lose to the week before? I think they scraped home against Carlton. Straight home against Carlton, just, just, and then they lost... That. Did they lose to Giants? Um, I can't... I well, maybe they just beat Giants too. I can't quite remember, but they've sort of just been scraping... A couple of wins together over the last couple of weeks, and then a, and a loss to Saints. Um, they just haven't really done much justice for their start of the, the year, have they? 
No. Um, and to make matters worse, they've now lost Todd Marshall. Um, he's going to be out for six weeks. Uh, he's just gone into um, surgery on his hand, on his thumb, um, just uh, at the end of last week. So they're down sort of another key forward. Their only saving grace is um, young... I can't quite remember how to pronounce it, but uh, Giordatis, Giordatis, he comes back in, and he's a he's a good, strong mark of the footy, so he's just not going to be that backup ruck that uh, Marshall's playing. So it'll be interesting to see how much that does affect on, say, Dixon um, pushing up the ground and potentially doing some ruck work as well. Mm. Um, well, I hope he sits in the pocket, because I got him for two goals, so. Good luck with that. That's tonight, Big so we'll see. Um, then the Crows versus the Bombers. Um, the Bombers did scrape home in the end. The Crows weren't horrible, which is where I think, like I've said this, where they've got the ruse, I think they can get up and potentially get a win. And the Bombers weren't horrible either, but I'm just fearful the Bombers, their injury list it seems to be ticking yeah. over A4 pages now. Mm. Like, it's it's getting worse and worse. Did they get Shield back this week? Um, Shield is back, yes. So that's a big plus for them. It is a big plus, but they're still without um, Hooker. They're without Heppel. They're without now Laverde. Um, he's now he's the newest victim of uh, syndesmosis um, in his ankle joint. Yeah. Um, just becoming a a, a reoccurring thing. Oh, there's syndesmosis, syndesmosis, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And it's funny we talked to a um, physio we work with today. Yeah. Uh, he's had experience. Um, with the the Wallabies, uh, also the Reds, professional sport for the last thirty odd years, and um, he was also interested in, in noting the reoccurrence of injuries. Whereas, like in AFL at the moment, it's syndesmosis of the ankle joint is every second player, um, and high hamstring tears. Whereas a couple of years ago, it was ACL, 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 mm-hmm. ACL. Um, so it's quite interesting how it's um on a run at the moment. Yeah, just how they go through the periods, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Bombers just a long list of injury woes, and I'm fearful that this week coming up against the Lions that they're going to uh, Lions will switch back into gear after a slow game against Demons. Yeah, and they'll uh, they'll do a number on them. They had a slow game, but they still looked pretty good, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, considering, yeah, I think they were sort of mucking around. Yeah, Giants had kicked two goals, so like yeah. they probably should have kicked twenty seven. Yeah. Um, next game. <laughs> Go on. West Coast Eagles versus Collingwood. Where would you like me to start? Oh, maybe at the 72-point mark. Was it 72 uh, or 66? 66. So Collingwood, um, I think young Dacos got a goal right on the end to bring under 70. But nah, holy dooly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> West Coast Eagles, wow. And they are just really on fire now that they're back at home. So You could say they're flying. They are flying <laughs> high. <laughs> Yeah, like they've been named the um, sleeping giants for the first few weeks of the return. Yeah. And now the giants are awake, that's for sure. Yeah, back um, at home really suits, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's got to be a big help. And obviously, now that they're there, um, other teams can obviously appreciate what Frio and Crows and Port and West Coast have all been through by having to relocate over to Queensland mm-hmm. um, for five weeks, six weeks. Um, and now the other teams have to do that. It's kind of like, well, a bit of... Bit of taste of your own medicine, I guess, but it's not their fault. No, no, no. Um, but it just means that at least all the teams have some kind of equality. Um, you know, you probably the guys who are lucky are probably the Lions and the and the Suns who still get to stay at home. And yeah. um, their away games are only an hour down the road at the Gold Coast or the Gabba. So 
um, which is pretty good. Not bad. Um, but look, mate, oh, West Coast Eagles. Josh Kennedy, seven goals. Um, amazing to see Liam Ryan kick a goal in that third quarter. Um, obviously sad to hear um, one of his, I think it was his godson or goddaughter had passed away yeah. um, that week. And you could just see how emotional he was after he kicked that goal. So it made me so happy. And I'm staring at my 2018 um, premiership uh, memorabilia here behind us. Yeah, mate, stop licking it, would you? Get well, away from it. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't got coronavirus on it. But, uh, I just, I'm trying to see where Monica's going to allow me to put the 2021. What do you think would look good? I don't know, because you smacked that one bang in the middle. So. I can move it. I can move it. Don't worry. I'll move it. Well, you can probably just move it to the left and put the other one yeah. on the right. Um, obviously, other game, Demons and Lions. Um, Lions scraped home. They didn't look fantastic, but they still got the job done. And then Dockers versus Cats in a very wet game. Um, there was, uh, you know, low, low scoring, um, but the Cats were too strong in the end. Um, that is my game of the week coming up, the Eagles versus the Cats. It's over there in Optus um, where um, they're both based at the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's the game of the week, I think, that'll really prove um, which teams... Which of those two teams are going to sort of solidify themselves in the top four? I think both teams have the right to sort of be contenders. Yeah. Um, at the moment, sort of the team-wise, I'm thinking West Coast, Richmond, Giants, um, Cats, um, and then you'd have to also say Port Adelaide Lions would definitely be my top six. In terms of contenders, obviously top six at the moment, roughly. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like your Collingwood, your Bulldogs, your Bombers, and they're just hanging on, um, potentially Suns at the moment. Carlton. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, they're, they're one game out of the eight. All right. Um, the only big thing, like the biggest news with um, Eagles and Cats is both Tom Hawkins and Elliot Yo have been cleared from the tribunal, so that's great. Let's get it on, boys. Yeah, yep. And the Lions, to, to like, I mean, just to clarify, they've got a couple of outs as well. They've got McStay out. Um, although he ruined my multi last week, didn't get his hands on the footy. Um, he's out for a striking charge, which is soft. Soft. Oh, did you see it? No. What do you think? Oh, no, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Mate, this bloke, like, Neville Jetta, great player. He's ducked his head, tried to break, you know, McStay's femur with his head, and he's obviously flung his head back and hit the ground pretty hard and cut his head open. Yeah. And McStay's... Being grabbed by Stephen May and Stephen May's trying to bloody blew on with him. Just think, what's going on here? McStay is just a big dude and a little dude is running to his leg. Of course, <laughs> he's going to get hurt. I just thought it was, you know, that was what happened. But what's interesting you say that, and then like, I did see the Tom Hawkins one, and I thought there yeah, was always well, some intent in that. There elbow. was intent there, like you know, and he actually this week. He actually physically, you know, swung his elbow back. Um, McStay is just a big bloke. Dropped his hip a little bit to avoid a collision, um, and just because he was running so fast and Jeddah has ducked his head, Smash. it's looked... It's, he just smashed it, cleaned him up. Um, anyway, it's like, um, that's, that's what happens in footy, I guess. But uh, a couple of outs there. Um, I just want to quickly highlight before we finish off, um, we've got our multis in for the week. We've got our game of the, um, game of the week as well with Eagles and Cats. I just want to quickly highlight Dusty Martin. Yes. Your favourite bloke in the world in AFL. He's, Your favourite player? Oh, he's up there. All right. Yeah. If, I mean, if you if you ask someone that didn't, like, you know, maybe follow NRL, AFL, uh, sorry, NRL or like A-League or, you know, 
uh, a basketball or something like that. They'll probably say and he Dusty says, Martin, yeah, who's Dusty Martin. They know who Dusty yeah. Martin is. Yeah. Yeah. I just, he draws crowds. He does. And jeez, he was good last night. Yeah. And the way well, that's that, what I want to I love when I love when Bruce McAvaney gets excited about Dusty yeah. too. Just it excites me. Yeah, it's good to see. <laughs> um well he's definitely he's definitely um stepping up over the last couple of weeks and I just wanted to put in perspective his Brownlow medal year, um, what he was averaging. So uh, that year he won the Brownlow twenty seventeen, uh, twenty nine disposals per game, and he averaged one and a half goals per game as well. Mm-hmm. Um so he's basically scoring Two goals every second week, um, but goals every game, um, and five hundred and nineteen meters gained as well, um, which is pretty impressive. This year, a little bit lower, but obviously we've got to add on about twenty percent of game time. So he's twenty disposals this year, and one point three goals per game. So if you think about it, he's probably going at about twenty four, twenty five disposals. Yeah. If it was a normal time on. Yeah. So he's he's close, but he's not quite at his his best. So he no. if he gets firing. You can see though in the last couple of weeks he's he's starting to hit top gear. He probably started a little bit slower, mm. um, but by his standards, it was still still good. Um, but by his standards, probably maybe a little bit slower. But you can just see the last couple of weeks he's just building, building. Yeah, and he had a cracker last night. Like, yeah, if he if he gets on the move a bit more and Tigers get some of their big outs back in, um, that'll be hard to beat. Yeah, because I actually wrote him up for a, a few few weeks back there. I just thought. Did. They were doing nothing. I was like, what's going on? These yep. blokes are useless. And then all of a sudden, they're like third place or fourth place or something. Week's a long time in footy, mate. It is. <laughs> so you've got to give it to them. They, um, they know what they're doing. They're a bit like the Melbourne Storm at the moment, I think, or maybe the Roosters, I guess. Yeah. They just get the job done and you know, have gone unnoticed, really, from, from my end. But um, yeah. anyway, it's, you'd be stupid to bet against West Coast Eagles now. So <laughs> get on it. Alrighty, well that's better. Better wrap it up there because we're approaching the hour. Um, Monica's probably gonna kick us both out of the house soon, so let's wrap this up. I think I've overstayed my welcome. Maybe she's glaring at us. <laughs> um, Alrighty, well, let's wrap it up. Um, if you can do us a big favour, make sure you share this podcast and uh, share around with your friends, family, um, anyone who'd love to listen to um, a riveting update of multis and tips and golf, NRL, AFL. And big news, some other sports to come too. So um, stay tuned. We're going to have, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some uh, local sporting celebrities celebrities, yeah, uh, that we're going to be chatting with. Uh, yep. So that's exciting. I can't wait. And keep your eyes and ears peeled for uh, another giveaway oh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to keep that one so, for myself. So, yeah, get around it. Make sure you're checking out the Facebook page. And, yeah, give us a like and a share. Yeah, awesome. Well, we'll catch you next week. Back on Tuesday next week um, for going to plan. Yep. Um, so we'll see you then. Have a good weekend. Good luck punting. See ya. <laughs>